Welcome to The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Morning, Michael. Today, in just five minutes, we're going to get a 101 on investing in international markets. It's getting easier and easier to do it. Plenty of platforms offer access to Wall Street alongside the ASX now, Sean. Yes, it's easier than ever before, not just Wall Street, Europe as well. But just because it's easy, it doesn't mean it's without risk. And in fact, maybe there's more risk. Evan Lucas is Head of Strategy at InvestMart. Evan, welcome to Fast Five. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. So if I want to buy stocks overseas, what should I be thinking about? The ease is certainly the first part. So if you even had asked me that question five years ago, I would have said you need to be aware that there is a lot of admin and a lot of cost is the word to, to use straight to you. Originally back in the day, and I'm even saying like in the last five years, you would pay what we would call double brokerage. So you'd probably pay your Australian broker here in Australia to then give their broker in, let's example, the US to do the trade. They would take a clip, your broker in Australia would take a clip and therefore you'd be charged twice. And then don't forget, you've got to sell the thing. So you're actually charged four times over. So it was really convoluted in terms of how you did it. The States is also something I need to just continue to be wary of for those over there. Absolutely look at the US. The US by far is the biggest market in the world for a reason. It's the one of the fastest growing markets in the world for a reason, but it does have some additional forms. There's something called a W8BEN form. It's their tax form is basically a summary of it. No matter who you are or where you are in the world, you have to do one. So just be aware of individually investing internationally in the US. You have to fill that out. But what I want to get back to is that the simplicity over the last five years has been the rise of other products like exchange-traded funds that has made investing internationally so incredibly simple. And finally, Australians are waking up to that. So a study by the ASX found about 10 years ago, only two out of every 10 investors, not just Australians, just investors, had international exposure. And of that, it was only about 2% of their portfolio. As of last year, so unfortunately, the survey hasn't happened yet, but when it will, for 2022, it'll probably show you more. It's now four in 10. And that wow. holdings in their portfolio has now moved up to about 15 to 20%. So we are finally waking up that international investing is not only easier, but something we should be doing. Because of diversification? Absolutely. And also the outperformance. Diversification is the first part to, to point out is diversification is absolutely fundamental to how you should think about your investing because Australia, as good of investment places as it is, has its own specific risks. It has been a bit of an underperformer globally. It is very heavily weighted to materials and banks. Doesn't really give you new world tech as much as you know the US or even Europe. It also has you know products like petroleum that are slowing down. So all of that is is why international equities diversifies against the risks that Australia has, and vice versa. So you shouldn't get out of Australia and just go international but it gives you that ability to grab additional growth. Because again, other stat for you, the average movement of the ASX, including dividends, so total returns over the last 10 years is about 8.5%. In the US, including total returns, is about 105 to 12%. In Europe, it's about 75 to 9 So France, Germany, and the UK, using those three examples. So they're all different. ASX is doing quite well, as you can hear, but it doesn't necessarily give you the best returns. Okay, so I'm going to ask the impossible here. If I'm thinking, and you've got about 20 seconds to answer each of these, if I'm thinking about investing in the US, do you still think that it's going to be dominated by the big tech stocks? Yes, and the reason for that is that COVID just accelerated a trend that's been growing for the last 35 years. We know that 
our buying habits have changed forever, our interaction habits have changed forever, and they're all going online. And it is all going through tech. So short answer, yes, tech will be dominating for the future. It's new world tech. So the internet of everything is sometimes what it's called to. So interneting your house, that's going to be part of the future. You know, your Zooms are a great example and about yep. doing social interaction through online. The one to really watch will be digitization of health. And that we were already starting to see signs with COVID as well. But digitization of health is the next thing as well. Europe, including the UK? Europe has its spots. So the UK and Europe have probably a higher level of tech than we do here in Australia. It's also got some legacy stuff that sometimes is a bit of a drag. European economics is also a little bit poor compared to the rest of the world. So that can be a bit of a drag, but there are some really exciting things in Europe and therefore you should be aware of them. UK, same thing. Don't forget the UK is the largest law exporter on the planet and the biggest exporter of finance on the planet. And you are still going to need both of those for the foreseeable future. And that's why the FTSE has underperformed, but it's certainly an area that I would be watching very closely. And very briefly, China. The big unknown in China, China in 2021 was one of the worst performing markets around. China, however, will continue to recover. The way to look at it is the A50 or to look at the Hang Seng Chinese companies at the moment have a bit of state influence and maybe that's the pressure problem. But overall, they are still growing at a, at a level that you know we could only dream of. So you know, exit out of China at your own peril because it will still be there. It will still be the behemoth we know it's going to be. Evan, thank you for talking to Fast Five. Thank you, Sean. That was Evan Lucas, Head of Strategy at InvestSmart. Michael, you know where to invest internationally now. I think we just made it the whole way around the world in mm. five minutes flat. Yep. That was pretty Good. impressive. Yep, yep, was. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks, Michael. As always, you should get professional advice before making any investment decisions. That's it for today. Make sure you've hit follow on the podcast. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed.